Welcome to 5 Minutes of Courage with Maggie Arndt. This podcast focuses on God's Word, the Bible, and how much God loves you. Our goal is to show you throughout Scripture how loved and valued you are by the God of the universe. 5 Minutes is all you need to be filled with hope, joy, purpose, and yes, courage. Now here's your host, Maggie Arndt. Hey everybody, welcome back to 5 Minutes of Courage with me, Maggie. We are finishing up the 19th chapter of John, and I looked ahead and for some reason had miscalculated. I thought we had three weeks left. We only have two. We have chapter 20 and chapter 21, so the resurrection and then the ascension, and then John is over. So here's what I need from you. If there's something you've always wanted to study, if there's... Uh, a book in the Bible that you would like me to exegete or take apart for you and just teach on, let me know. If it's something as simple as Old Testament or New Testament, let me know that. If you would prefer that um, I did things by topic as opposed to by book, let me know that as well. My podcast is your podcast. And I didn't realize we only had two weeks left to look for something new. So I'll think on it pray on it. Let me know what you think. I also want to do a quick promo for tomorrow morning's special edition Friday, where I sit down and chat with my dear, courageous friend, Libby. You're not going to want to miss it. It's a lot of fun coming straight to you from the basement. But let's finish up with the death and burial of Jesus. And we don't need to dwell on a lot of things that I think you already know. My goal this week was to maybe teach you a couple new things that maybe were some nuances that you hadn't maybe been aware of. And I'm going to just tell you right here, very forthcoming of me, it's almost embarrassing that I did not know this because it was sitting right there in the book of Matthew. But when Jesus is on the cross and he says, I thirst, or in the NLT, he says, I am thirsty, same thing. I had no idea that he had been given an option. We have heard before that he's he was given vinegar or sour wine. I didn't realize there was an option for drugged wine as, oh, it wasn't Matthew, as evidenced in Mark chapter 15, verse 23, he was offered wine mingled with myrrh. And this was something that was typically given to those being crucified just to take away some of the pain. And Jesus didn't take any of that. I think I would have, if we're being honest but he didn't. And so the wine that he took actually wasn't like sour as in vinegar or bad wine, which was, I think, something I was always led to believe. In fact, the wine belonged to the soldiers because a lot of times crucifixion would take a really long time. And so they'd get bored and they would drink and play games, which is is really gruesome. But that is the wine that Jesus had. And so he said, I thirst or I am thirsty, took a little sip of the sour wine really to clear his throat because he had an announcement. And the announcement was, it is finished, which we could take as, I'm all done, I'm checking out, I'm going stage left. But really what it means in the Greek, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce it for you. It's kind of a big, long Greek word, but it was the cry of a winner. It's, It's the cry of victory. It means my work here is finished. Not like I'm giving up. It is finished. It's a conqueror's cry. And he needed to utter it with a loud voice, which is why he needed a little sip of wine. No anguish in this. He died with the cry of victory 
on his lips. It's finished. It's paid in full. It's accomplished. And you know that oftentimes Greek words have a whole lot of English meanings. It means all those things. It's like a debt being paid in full. And so there's just so much meaning behind it is finished more than I'm giving up and I'm going to call time of death on this. So not at all what that was. So two new things that I learned. Also, it was right on the precipice of the Sabbath. And so the Jews knew that they were going to need to take care of this dead body before the Sabbath. And it was not only the Sabbath, but it was also Passover. So it was super extra important. So two kind of secret admirers of Jesus come to Pilate. One is Joseph of Arimathea. The other is Nicodemus. They are both very wealthy people, and they're also kind of closet admirers of Jesus. They followed his ministry the whole time, but because they were really, really nervous about their public decorum, their um, their reputation, the way they were perceived, they were not open about being um, followers of Jesus. And so they they used their wealth and privilege and power to say, we'll take down the body. Well, this is not something wealthy men would normal normally do. It would be taken down by servants and then the body would be prepared and then wrapped for, for burial. And in this case, considering the gruesome way in which Jesus died, he needed a lot of preparation. And it said that they used a couple hundred pounds of myrrh and um, ointments and um, the things that they would use to preserve a body. And in in um, our American standard way of measuring, it was about 75 pounds, which would have been categorically expensive. And so Nicodemus paid for all of those things. And then Joseph of Arimathea allowed his grave to be used for Jesus's body. It was, it belonged to his family and it was a very nice one that would have been carved into the side of a stone, but it was near a garden. And so even though this was strange work for these two men to do, it was also something that they just really felt passionately about. They're like, we have remained quiet this whole time, but we just saw the son of God crucified and we want to do what it is we can do. And it's interesting because that fulfills prophecy from Isaiah 53, which was thousands of years before Jesus, where it says that he would be among rich people once he was dead, which didn't really make a lot of sense. But if you put it in this context, it makes perfect sense. There there are just scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture that became fulfilled prophecy through the death of Jesus, there's no way that in five to 10 minutes each day for three days that I was even able to scratch the surface of them. If you're ever interested, I'd be happy to send you some more of these things. But when we come back next week, we are going to see the resurrection of Jesus, quite possibly the most amazing miracle that's ever taken place in the history of ever. I don't want you to miss it. Two weeks left in the Gospel of John. Make sure you check in with me tomorrow for my special chat with Libby. Have a wonderful weekend. Be well. Thanks so much for listening today. Please subscribe to this podcast. I'd hate for you to miss out on even one minute of courage. Then share it with all your friends. If you'd like more information or would like to contact me directly, go to 5minutesofcourage.com. That's the number five and you can connect with me there.